0: Here's your host, John Chapman. Do you know how close we are, guys? We are so close. We are so close. Today what we're going to be doing is we are breaking down the Chapman 49ers rush scouting report slash predictions, strengths, weaknesses. It's so much more than a scouting report. I do this for my football teams um, where you finally get to dive into the film. And you just go through everything you got. Now, this is a little bit special because we don't have a lot of film. This is a brand new head coach who's never coached before. It's a brand new DC that's never been a DC before. But we do know is their track record and where they came from, plus the little bit of film that we have during the preseason. So this buckle in. Because we got a lot of stuff. We're going over history, strengths, weaknesses, the offense, defense, major significant injuries, what to expect, all that stuff. We got a lot of stuff here, uh including our bets of the week with my bookie and predictions, which I love because you guys always hold me accountable. And so anytime I have a, a dumb prediction that goes wrong, you guys hold me to it. And I love that. Um, so please uh, do not hold back. And <laughs> yeah, I love this comment. Uh, Devin, I appreciate you, brother. He said that's a lot of gray hair you got there. That that's right, man. I've had gray hair since I was a kid. I-, I want the whole like gray salt and pepper look. Like I've always wanted that. Uh, I remember in kindergarten they found gray hairs, and we sat around in recess, and people, I was like, pull them out, pull them out. But I've always had them that way. Uh, I want it, I want I want it more gray. But let's jump to Oh man. Look at this. Adam, he always just means business. Appreciate the gift, my friend. Uh, Adam's just such a huge supporter of this podcast. He's just a great dude in general. He said, "Are you worried about our secondary with Mosley doubtful?" Man, he's jumping right into it, and we're going to talk a lot about that. I don't think Mosley's playing. He didn't practice at all this week. He's not playing. Um I'm not that worried i want to be honest. Do we have a weakness at corner? Yes. Are we playing a team with the weakest wide receiver core in the NFL in the past 10 years? Also, yes. Is our D-line the strength of this team? Yes. The D-line will determine the secondary play. And so because of that, yeah, I'm not worried about Goff. I'm sure as hell I'm not worried about these wide receivers. Yes, I want Mosley out there, and that is a downgrade. But once we get through these injuries, I'm going to tell you what Vegas said about all these injuries, and I think that's going to kind of answer all of the kind of questions we have surrounding this. So real quick, last year, the opponent record in stats for the Lions, was, it was terrible. One of the worst coaches in football, Matt Patricia. They went 5-11. and 11. They were 32nd in points allowed, their defense, even though he was a defensive genius, um, and 32nd in the NFL in total defense. They haven't really changed much of their personnel. So the defense really is still pretty bad. They were 20th on offense points scored and 20th on total offense. So, again, below average, slightly below average on offense points and yardage. And the worst (laughs) dead last out of 32 teams in points allowed in total defense. Now, their new head coach, Dan Campbell, he's a weirdo. uh, Definitely, you know, does not pass the press conference kind of vibe. You watch one press conference, a lot of times you can just tell. Is this somebody I want to follow into battle? Is this somebody that's going to give me a competitive advantage? Is this somebody that I believe in? Dan Campbell, he got minus five points on that skill. Uh, not as bad as the Philadelphia's new head coach, but pretty stinking bad. Um, not the biggest fan of how that's going. He has been a head coach slash tight end coach for five years with the New Orleans Saints. We're going to talk a lot about the Saints today because they basically are a mini Saints team or a Saints light is what I call it. Before he was with new orleans he spent six years with the dolphins as guess what a tight ends coach (laughs) he's a tight ends guy which hey i'm not trying to fault that tight ends actually one of the hardest positions to coach uh, because you have to know all of the line protections all of the routes you kind of have to know everything so tight end coach is very difficult not trying to slide him there but again not the biggest fan now let's talk about these injuries adam Because this is huge. So for the 49ers, Javon Kinlaw and Mosley, both doubtful. Let me just tell you something real quick. Neither one of them are playing. My wife's calling me right now. I'm going to get in trouble for not answering that one. Oh, (laughs) you guys, live on air, Chapman Marital Dispute. Uh, No, we're doing good, but I probably should have answered that. Anyway, uh, live channel, what do you do? The the idea is this, Kinlaw and Mosley not playing. And those are losses. I'm not trying to downplay those. We need those players this year for sure. We don't need them week one, okay? Um, Now, questionable is Givens, but he practiced today, so he's going to be good to go. So that's great. And he's probably just going to be in case of emergency because we've got plenty of defensive tackles. We're going to be four strong without Givens, without Kenlaw, So we'll be able to rotate, and that doesn't even include, you know, um, what's his name? Big number 91 moving outside inside Eric Armstead. So we've got some movement there. Good news. Trey Lance, back-to-back practices. He doesn't even carry an injury designation. So he's 100% full go. He will be active week one. Now let's talk about the most important thing, Adam. Their injuries, okay? If you're concerned about Mosley being doubtful, and rightfully so, he's our starting corner. That's big. They're losing the best player, not on their line, not on their offense. Not a, their best player on their entire team is not playing. He's out. He's not doubtful. He's done. He's not playing. That's Taylor Decker, their left tackle. He's the best player on their entire franchise. And whenever you look at this, this messes up two positions for them Because now they're tasked with this, okay, what do you do? Do you move Panay Sewell, who they've had at right tackle and has been trash, over to left tackle? He hasn't played there at all in the preseason. He's been awful at right tackle. You move him to left tackle. That's what he played at Oregon uh, exclusively. Do you move him over there and then plug in your swing tackle to the right side? Or do you keep Panay at the right tackle where he's been bad and then plug in an undrafted free agent, listen to this, by the name of Matt Nelson from Iowa, that's their swing guy. He had one start last year. He's got one start in his career. So if you add up the starts between the right and left tackle for the Detroit Lions, they've got one start between them. That's it, that's it. Uh-oh, did we uh we we have some issues here on the home front? Oh no, I hope not. Um, and so that's kind of the 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 problem because again they're going up against Bosa. Guess what? D Ford's healthy. You've got Eric Armstead. You've got guys. Come, Arden Key coming off the edge. Like this is the worst case scenario you could have for Jared Goff. This is the worst case scenario that you could have. For literally their entire offense, it's no good. It's bad. And what are they going to do about what that looks like? I have no idea. How does their offense function with that? Oh, no. We lost it. Oh, no. I'll take it down in a second. Sorry about that. I think we lost the connection. Um, Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you can catch it. Uh, Live. <laughs> you can catch it. Traditional podcast. All right, so, um, man, ouch. Anyway, so we're, we're going to keep going. I don't know if we're still streaming or not, but, man, this is, this is part of the whole entire live platform. This is just the way it goes. Sometimes stuff goes wrong. That's just the way it is. But I got to get this done, so let's just keep on moving through this. Now, here's the thing. Taylor Decker's out. He's not the only one that's out. He's not the only one. Guess what? You've also got Michael Brockers is out. Levi on Wuzuriki, well, they're doubtful or questionable. Sorry, questionable. Michael Brockers on, on Wuzuriki, Nick Williams, three of their four starting defensive linemen are also, guess what? You nailed it. They're questionable. So there's lots of issues here. Uh, they have so many more problems. Oh, and by the way, their uh, backup or their nickel corner, he's out as well. he's questionable as well, C.J. Parker. They've got way more injuries than we do, and it's not even close. Not even close. So sorry about the bad connection. I think I got you guys back. So let's talk about the history of this matchup because it's pretty it's pretty one-sided. Obviously, you know, the Detroit Lions, one of the worst franchises in sports because of ownership, not because of the town, not because of the fan base, because of the ownership. It's been the same ownership. It's been bad for a very long time. Teams stay bad for a reason. Um, they passed up Robert Sala. Could have had him. He wanted to go there. They chose this other guy, Dan Campbell. Now, the last two seasons, this uh, Elise put this out there on Twitter, so shout out to her. I didn't find this. The last two seasons the 49ers opened up with the Lions, the 49ers won the Super Bowl. What's up? 49ers won the Super Bowl. How awesome is that? Now, you look at the overall series, the 49ers up 38 38- 38 wins, 28 losses, one tie. Plus, you got the what's your deal thing. Like, I, I'm never going to get past that. What's your deal? And then <laughs> J- Hardball goes back to the press conference. And they ask him, man, was it, do you take responsibility for this? To which he responded, oh, man, I guess I shook his hand too hard. That's on me. It's what it is. Don Burr, I see him in there. Um, yeah, it's his last 48 hours with us, man. Appreciate you, Don. You've been awesome all offseason. Please play kind. Uh, please be nice and show up, man. I hope you show up in the press conference, you know, the after-show uh, post-game stuff, whether they win or lose. You know, I I feel like Don talks a lot of trash. I think he can he can back it up and be a man. So I hope that he shows up. Um, <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, anyway, Don, you're the man. Now, the 49ers have won 10 out of the last 11 matchups versus the Lions and 15 out of the last 17. 15 out of the last 17. That's pretty one-sided. Now, let's hear from the quarterback as we shift over and we talk about their kind of offense and what that looks like. Um, Let's let's hear from our quarterback. Let's hear Jimmy G, right? It is Jimmy G on Detroit and how he feels. And again, he's going to do the classic, you know, quarterback talk and pump up the defense and all those things. Here we go.
1: Uh, Very talented group, you know, new head coach and everything, so... New D coordinator, I'm sure they'll have a couple things for us that we haven't seen. But uh, fast group, played against a couple of these guys before. Uh, Jamie Collins, they're, they're a fast group and pretty instinctive. So we'll have to be we'll have to be on our game.
0: Yeah, like, again, pretty extinct, instinctive, fast linebackers, whatever else. Their defensive coordinator is Aaron Glenn. He has never been to D.C. just like ours. Six years as the Saints DB coach. So he's been around some really, really good defenses, and I love that what the Saints do. There's no doubt about that schematically. They don't have the personnel for any of those things. Strengths of their defense, none. I couldn't find one player that was somebody that you have to scheme for or scheme against or account for. They don't have it. Their weaknesses are all three levels, like – it, it, it's 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 rough. So here's the best player at each level of their defense. Defensive line best player Michael Brockers. Guess what? He's questionable. Next up, you got Trey Flowers, who they overpaid for. Over he hasn't been that good since he showed up there. It, proving you know he was a product of New England. We've seen it time and time again. You go outside of New England, they just dissipate. And Chandler Jones is kind of like the exception for the for the room. Oh, what's up, Chris? I'm seeing the hook them in there. Throw it up there, big guy. Appreciate that. Linebackers best linebacker. It's Alex Anzalone, again, from the Saints. Could never stay healthy. He's healthy right now, but he's a good player out of Florida. Jamie Collins seniors. he's bounced around again. Another New England guy, right? Secondary, Jeffrey Okuda. I think it was the number six overall pick about a year ago. Didn't have a great rookie year. Didn't have it. Outside of that, like, there's nothing. Now, I'm sure somebody's going to step up, but I just named five guys, and that's that's about it. That's about it. I I do like Levi on Mozariki out of Washington. He's questionable. He's not fully healthy. Defensive tackle, I think he's a heck of a player. But uh, this is not a good team. They run a 4-3 scheme. They love to play press corner, which works if you're getting pressure. There's no Cameron Jordan on this team to help out. There's no Trey Hendrickson for the Saints to get pressure. So you're putting your corners in very vulnerable situations. You're playing physical corner ball. <laughs> Guess who that plays right in the hands of? Debo, you're going to be physical with Debo? Let me know how that goes. You're going to be physical with Brandon Ayuk, one of the best releases off the line? Let me know how that goes. If you can get pressure, this scheme works. However, there's a reason the Lions were 32nd in points allowed and 32nd in total defense. They don't have the personnel. And what do they do? They go out and draft an offensive tackle, which I think was a good pick. He's been bad. Like you gotta shore up the quarter, you know, the line and all that stuff, whatever else. Now, th- their defense is bad. They do fire zone after fire zone after fire zone. And this is another reason why I, I want Trey Lance in there. What a fire zone is you blitz a corner or you blitz a back or a safety and you drop your hybrid defensive end. Um, usually Trey Flowers back into coverage and so what it is is it's kind of a trap blitz you're only bringing four looks like you're bringing five or six and so you'll drop it's a zone fire fire zone blitz is what it's called they do it a lot they were doing it in the preseason usually you don't teams don't usually do that but that's what the saints do as well and so you know jimmy garoppolo that's not an issue for him. his issues is linebackers <laughs> dropping not you know, defensive ends. And, and, you know, that's something not saying Trey Lance would get caught with that, but it's usually inexperienced quarterbacks struggle with fire zone blitzes. You know, just another reason, you know, why I think Jimmy Garoppolo it's going to be kind of smoother for him. So, um you take that for what it is. Tendencies, they're blitz happy, even in the preseason. You look at the Saints, attack, 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 leave your corners on islands, physical strong, uh kind of, you know, hybrid corners and, you know, that's what's going. Players to watch out for in this defense, none. Players to exploit, that front 7 is awful. It is so bad. It's so bad. Um the only way that the Lions are going to be able to even attempt to stay in this game they're going to have to zone run blitz, okay, which means you got to gap blitz. And you're blitzing not so much to hit the quarterback. If it turns out to be a pass play, that's great. You've got to plug the gaps against this zone read. And so you have to slant your D lineman guessing which way the you know, outside zone hand play is going to go. And the problem with that is this. You get caught with your hand in the cookie jar one time. You're going to have George Kittle running free in the, down the field. So, you're playing with fire. If you want to have a level playing field, again, if I was the defensive coordinator of the Lions, here's what I'm saying. Man, obvious rundowns, we're gap blitzing. That's what we're doing. You know, we're going to bring one extra guy and we're going to try to make it to where they want to play action and hopefully we can get a sack, back it up, play a shell defense. But they've got to get the 49ers in a negative situation. The worst thing for the Lions, second and four. If the Lions are in second and four, they're in trouble. This game's going to get out of hand very, very early. Okay, so those kind of the things you got to look for on that side. Now, um, let's hear from the head coach himself on Kyle and just how excited he is for this season to start. Oh yeah, definitely. That's gonna be a long. How many ever days are left too? I mean, you wait all year for these games, and you know, there only 17 of them are guaranteed, so it's a little different. I feel like that's what's I think cool about football is, you know, you practice all the time, but. Um, you know, there's not 100 games. I mean, each one is such a big deal and you put so much into it and it's, it's only three hours. So um, you got a lot to work on, so much stuff you got to practice and only half of it comes up in the game. So there's lots of things to go through and lots of um, anticipation, anxiety can go with that. But all you're hoping is you just prepare the best you can and everyone can't wait for kickoff because you want to shut off that mind and go. And that's real easy when you feel prepared. Yeah, yeah, very, very well said. You know, prepared. We have an established coaching uh, group. We have an established front office. We have established starters. Like, this is not the first rodeo of this team. Lions, exact opposite, right? Exact opposite. Charlie, I see his question said, How do the 49ers line up against Tampa Bay if we play? Well, a couple things. One, Tampa Bay is a pretty solid team. Uh, two, we would not play them until into the playoffs and probably well into the playoffs. Um, I expect Tampa Bay and the 49ers have two of the better records in the NFC. So, Huge hypothetical. You know, they saw they had, you know, two injuries took place to their secondary and they were getting smoked, you know, in the air. So, and that's every team in the NFL. Like, it's not, they never touched Dak Prescott. They never touched him. And so, I think it's a testament to the Cowboys offensive line, which just took a hit. Lyle Collins just got suspended for skipping drug tests. So, now, Cowboys offensive line, you know, we've seen what happens when one of their elite offensive linemen goes down. It just totally changes. So, back to your question. I think we match up well. Tom Brady, if you're going to beat him, you have to get pressure. Everybody understands that. Their offensive line's great, but I think the 49ers can get pressure on anybody. Um, you got to get there. Otherwise, Tom Brady will cook you. But, no, I think the it matches up well on paper, but, man, we got 17 games to play. These rosters are going to look different with injuries and all those things coming across. So, let's jump back now. Oh, what's up, Brian? Uh, appreciate the gift, man. Brian Carter is one of the best out there. It says, "Boom, game day Sunday. So pumped! I hate that it's an early game, but uh, that's all right for those outside. You know, I got my, you know, game ticket or whatever Sunday ticket. So, but I'm out of area. You know, I'm in LA, so it's not a nationally broadcasted game. So if for some reason you can't make it. We got you. Here's how we got you. Because one, we're going live post game as soon as the game concludes, right here on this channel, wherever you're listening." Come join us live. If you're a traditional podcast lister, I'm going to ask you to step out of your shell. Go type in YouTube. Type in John Chapman or $40 Rush and hit subscribe and turn on that notification bell. I need you to do it because I need you with us after the game. It's decompress, it's celebrate, it's therapy, it's all in one, and trust me, I get emails all the time saying, man, I'm so glad I finally started watching your shows live, it just brings so much more energy, the chat, all those things, we're going to make fun of Don, uh, <laughs> so I'm pumped as well, so come join us, and then if for some reason you can't watch the game, did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks, with as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into 1000 When the coach's film gets loaded, I got all the breakdowns for you on Patreon. Who else does that? I don't think anybody else is doing this in the NFL. I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I haven't seen anybody else do what we're doing. So if you can't watch the game because it's not in your area, whatever, we got you. Patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. All of it goes back to the show. Um, help us out. Help support the show. That's the way to do it. Now let's let's talk offense, okay? Okay. Let's go let's go. Oh, what's up, Luke? I got another gift from Luke Luna. Thank you so much. He said, you're a stud brother, 100%. I love it. Ah, stud for Luke, man. There there we go. Thanks for the gift. Now their offense is interesting. Uh, One of my favorite people in the NFL is their offensive coordinator, Anthony Lynn. Was head coach for the Chargers for four years. Just didn't work out. Couldn't get over that hump. Um, And they're going to basically be a Saints-like offense as well. He was a running back coach for his career. Played running back, right? Anthony Lynn. But uh, make no mistake... This is going to be a Dan Campbell offense with Anthony Lynn calling plays. It's going to be Saints-esque. And their strengths, they do have strengths on offense. It's not like their defense that's just trash. They've got some stud players. DeAndre Swift, that's number one. So, like, here's the recipe. How do I say this? About sneeze. Hold on just a sec. Sorry about that. Whew, that was rough. Uh, Here's the recipe for, again, if you're going to script – how are the Lions going to win? It's very very simple. DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson have career days. That that like that that's not if, if these things might happen. No, no, no. These things have to happen. You're talking 150 plus total yards for DeAndre Swift. You're talking 7-8 catches for Hawkinson and maybe two touchdowns. Those are must-haves, okay? I think Swift might be a top 5 running back in the NFL. And this system will highlight him, but not until you get some wide receivers, a deep threat, or a deep-throwing quarterback to kind of unload that box. Because the 49ers, you can basically, they won't, but you could stay in your base package 4-3 if you wanted to this whole game. Now, O-line, O-line's really good. Taylor Decker's out. That's a huge loss. Frank Ragnall might be one of the best interior offensive linemen in the NFL. Definitely top three. in um, Panay Sewell. So they've got pieces, but Decker's out. Now, Panay Sewell, what's he going to do? We we talked about this a little bit. And here's what's crazy. When they announced this, the line changed. When they announced Taylor Decker's out, it was, you know, the 49ers are favored 7.5 points. Now they're favored 8. And so Mosley out, you know, uh, Kinlaw out, all those things. No, no, no. Decker trumps all of that. All of that. And so, like, just understand that it's to be in the NFL, you got to be good. Are the Lions the worst team in the NFL? I don't think they are. Are the Lions bottom five? I don't think anybody disagrees with that, including Don Burr. Don, I'm curious. Throw this up in the chat, man. Where would you say the Lions roster ranks in the NFL? I'm just curious to see what he says. say. We'll give him a sec to answer. Now, if you look at weaknesses of this Lions offense, it's wide receivers. It's the worst in the NFL. Their starters are Tyrell Williams. You remember him from a long time ago? Tyrell Williams and Amon Ross eight Brown, the rookie out of USC, um, which I like Amon Ross eight Brown. I think he's kind of um, you know a possession wide receiver with a little bit of upside. I had you know a second a late second round grade on him. I really liked him, very good possession guy. Um, but that's it. Upside's very limited. There's nobody after that. Quintez Cephas, who I like, who's very very physical, but. Like Again, I I don't think that these are quality. Who scares you, right? Who scares you here? There's nobody. Um, There's absolutely nobody. I love where everybody's putting uh, the the numbers. Um, I I didn't see Don Burr's, uh, how he ranked them. Uh, I didn't see his number on there. Sorry, chat's filling up, which I love. I love that. Um, Now, their scheme, here's what they do. Everything revolves around the run game screens checkdowns. A lot of zone um, busting underneath routes. And so what they'll do is they'll leverage the hook to curl in flat areas. And so they'll run these kind of two- to three-man combination routes against zone coverage and just try to leverage one guy. That's what they try to do. But it's all like when the wide receivers catch the ball for the Saints and for the Lions during their first three preseasons, their jerseys are facing the quarterback. So it's a lot of hooks. You know, curls, stops, hitches, comebacks. Like, they're the opposite of a yak team, okay? Like, Kyle Shanahan and our offense, we're throwing the ball to where the wide receiver tight ends in stride so they can go get yards after the catch. That is not what they do. That's not what they do. They want a high percentage pass with a very low percentage. Again, (laughs) people don't like Jimmy Garoppolo's game because he dinks and dunks. Just wait till week one. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you right now, um that that's just what it is. Yeah, Shot Jay, I'm with you. He said, I'm more worried about spontaneous injuries than the Lions as a team. Yeah, I'm with you. And injuries are gonna happen. There's no doubt they're happening. Okay. It's the NFL 100 percent injury rate. They're coming. The 49ers have gotten through this offseason really, really well. Um but we'll just you, what do you do? You gotta play. You, you haven't you gotta play at some point. Now The scheme, again, as I said, uh, you know, everything's just outs, curls, hitches, comebacks, stuff like that. Tendencies, methodical. They are not a big play type team. Big plays come from their playmakers. Think about the Saints. Dump down to Kamara, dump down to Michael Thomas, and then they create afterwards. That's the idea. Um, Misdirection, shallow routes, that's what they want to do. If they have any big plays, it's coming from TJ Hawkinson or DeAndre Swift. That's what they want to do, and those are the only two players to watch out for. That's it. Players to exploit, wide receivers and their baby giraffe, that's a QB. Uh, <laughs> I love that we get to play golf again. How how great is that? I, I just freaking love it. Um, yeah, I'm still not seeing Don Burr's uh, answer. It's just not showing up, man, but that's okay because they probably aren't ranked, and so I, I think Don's right on that. Uh, they don't really belong. They don't belong. Um, Now, here we go. Before we jump into our bets and all that stuff, I do want to say thank you to our sponsor, (laughs) MyBookie. The NFL season is about to kick off, and that means the return of the 49ers to Levi Stadium. As they set out to bring home Super Bowl number 6, baby, with tons of questions circling the minds of the faithful, here's the deal. MyBookie is here to help us make some serious cash to go along with the Niners' upcoming season. And MyBookie can bet on everything in the NFL. From week one all the way up to Super Bowl 56, try your hand out on several future wagers. Here we go. You put this in before the season starts. Trey Lance, if you think he's starting early, his offensive rookie of the year odds plus 650. Who's going to take home the MVP? You got Patrick Mahomes plus 350 odds. Aaron Rodgers, last year's MVP, plus 800. And heck, you can even bet on the 49ers to go all the way to the Super Bowl and win it all plus 1,400 odds. Now, why sit around, go to mybookie.ag and place your first wager today. On top of that, I'm going to sweeten the pot for you. If you use our promo code 49ERS49ers when you sign up, get an extra $1,000 in bonus money depending on how much you deposit. That's right, $1,000 in bonus money. Head to mybookie.ag today and start winning today. Bet anytime, anywhere with (laughs) MyBookie. All right, so here are kind of the bets. Now, the 49ers have changed. It was negative 7.5 points. Now it's negative 8. Over-unders at 45. This this was the second-largest spread um, with Tampa Bay. Now it's the largest spread. It's tied with them. Tampa Bay was plus 8 over Dallas. Tampa Bay didn't cover Um, the 49ers. Now, usually my theory is this betting-wise, okay? Give the points take the points early give the points late in the season okay so i'm not putting down a lot of money on the 49ers covering the spread having said that i do fully expect them to cover so for example usually i put all my bets on here in five to ten increments to kind of just show like how much i'm betting if i put a five dollar bet on here that and again anything i say on this podcast i'm betting with my own physical money okay we do very well here so i put five bucks down um to win and so again and I bought one point so that got me down to 6.5 now it's seven uh so I'm betting five to win three and a half bucks like the spread I don't like it it's just too much week one on the road early kickoff whatever else I do expect the 49ers to cover but this isn't something that I would lay in on and say oh man put your big money on this one I would not do that okay now um Here's my favorite bet of the week, and this is a three-team teaser. So basically, you're betting against the spread. on all, all three of these things have to happen, and you get six points for each one. So for example, I'm taking the 49ers over um, the Lions, and they just have to win by one and a half point. So you get six points added. Um, I'm taking the Dolphins over the Pats, even though they're on the road, because, again, you get those six points. So the Dolphins plus nine points. I think the Dolphins are going to win an out route. Outright. I think the Pats are going to be good this year, but I think the Dolphins are going to be decent. It's a rivalry game. It's Alabama QB versus Alabama QB. It's Flores versus Belichick. Like, I think that this game is going to matter. And even if the Pats win, I cannot find a way for this game not to be close. So I'm taking the Dolphins plus nine and the Packers plus one and a half points versus the Saints. Remember, this game's not being played in the Superdome because the Hurricane, they had to fly. They're playing in Tampa. So those are the three games. If those happen, I'm betting 10 to win 15. 49ers minus point and a half, Dolphins plus nine, and Packers plus a point and a half. I love those. Um, so that's my major bet of the week. I might throw some other ones up on Patreon if you're with us there. If you want to bet big, week one. Um, week one's usually pretty unpredictable. Um, so anyway, gotta take that for what you will. Now let's talk about these predictions and keys to the game. Defensively, it's very simple. You limit DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson. Um, They're going to get theirs because of volume. There's nobody else to throw. There's nobody else to run. Like, those guys are going to get whatever. But you can't let them have career days, okay? That is a big deal. So, you know, it's those defensive tackles, which Ken lost out. That hurts, right? It's those defensive tackles and Warner versus TJ and Swift. So who do you want in that one, right? And this is another thing that I think is important. Because whenever you look at Kittle, and this is one of our predictions, Kittle's from Iowa. One of his closest friends who was at Iowa right whenever he left was TJ Hawkinson. You mean to tell me Kittle's not going to show up against his like little brother? TJ, You got? there's no way in hell he's going to let him outdo him. There's no way. So I think Kittle comes back with a vengeance. Um, I got Kittle with plus 70 and at least one touchdown. And once the prop bets all get released on my bookie, I'm putting that down for Kittle for a touchdown. I'm betting that. And I'm also going to bet 49ers score first. I'm going to bet that every game because Kyle Shanahan scripts games so well um, to start the game. Second quarter, fourth quarter, maybe not as much. But I'm telling you right now, I smashed that bet every single thing. I think we got paid on 11 out of 16 off the top of my head last year. Uh, first team to score. So, Take that for whatever you want. Next up, huge key for the game is turnover ratio, okay? Usually it's win the turnover ratio. No, that's not what I got this week. You can lose by one. (laughs) So the 49ers could have more turnovers, giving the ball away, interceptions, fumbles, then they get back and still be fine. In order for the Lions to win this game, Lions have to be plus two or more in the turnover ratio. You saw like the crappy Cowboys, right? Cowboys were plus three, I think, still lost the game. Like, again, for a bad team to beat a good team, you have to be plus in the turnover ratio, and you have to capitalize on touchdowns, not field goals. I I just cannot find a way. NFL, any given Sunday, stuff happens. But as far as my predictions, keys to the game, uh, Detroit has to have plus two or more in the turnover ratio, and you're talking 150 total yards for Swift, and you're talking, you know, 75 yards and two touchdowns for TJ Hawkinson. I don't see that. I don't see it. My prediction for the game and this kind of goes in line a little bit um, with the over under. I had the 49ers winning 31 to 17. And I struggled giving 17 points, but you know, I wouldn't be shocked if Jimmy throws one of his, you know, kind of trademark interceptions or something along those lines. Not going to be shocked there. Special teams, that's a concern for me. How's Mitch Wisnowski going to do? Can we make them have long fields? I think that's a, that's important in this game because I don't think they can drive a, a long field and score a touchdown. So I got the 49ers winning 31 to 17. 49ers cover the spread. Again, the spread is so big, a little bit <laughs> shocked, concerned there. But um, anyway, that's what I got this week, man. It's so much fun stuff. And again, before I jump off here, here's what's important. And we got so much with the the um, 49ers rush road trip. We're all over the place, okay? We're going to be in Philly next week. I'm so excited about this. We're going to be meeting at the Drinker's Pub Saturday night, 6.30, 9.30. All kinds of giveaways sponsored by Pristine Auction, uh, which I'm going to show you guys here in a second, some of the stuff we got. Then we got the Chicago thing. We have hotels... We've got our, our meetup, all these different things. We're meeting at Gracie O'Malley's in Wicker Park. It's a 49ers bar in Chicago. And then L.A., we just booked Sharkies over in Hermosa Beach. So we're, we're lined up for the year. And on top of that, these hotel rates, guys, we lose. Uh, they, they pull down their promotions within a month before the event. So if you're wanting to go to Chicago, you got to go there now and get your hotel. Everybody's emailing me, hey, what's that hotel for Philly? It's too late. It's too late. You want the Chicago Hotel? You got to do it now. You want the Los Angeles Hotel? You got to do it now. Um, So head over there. Save some money. Um, Saving you guys a ridiculous amount of money if you can book with us. I don't get anything. But I want us to party together. We sold out the Philly Hotel. Um, That one's done. We have no more spots left and our time limit ran up. So if you want those, I'm telling you right now, you got to go get them. Do not wait because I keep getting all these emails. Hey, what's the hotel information? I'm just like, hotel's information, whichever hotel you want to stay at (laughs) because we're booked, man. We don't have any more rooms. Um, Do not wait on those. And I do have to say thank you to Prestine Auction. Check this video out. all right guys you know me 49ers rush podcast has become synonymous with giveaways it's what's about it's helping the community grow i need your help right now this is huge if you want us to step up our giveaway game i need your help PrestineAuction.com. you sign up for an account there use the promo code rush you're going to get ten dollars off your first purchase now listen look at this look at this look what i got this bad boy right here the fred warner jersey Boom. Do you see that right there? That is autographed with authentication. And this is the best quality jersey you're going to find anywhere. Compliments of them. They gave it to us and they said, hey, you guys give stuff away. Give some of our stuff away. If we get enough signups, they're going to back the podcast. And here's the deal. I don't get a penny of this. I told them, I was like, look, I want a partnership. Because I want to step up the giveaway game that we do here with the countdown crew monthly, with our 49ers rush road trip, with our draft parties, all those things. So if we get people to sign up and buy something, they have all kinds of stuff. You can buy mini helmets. You can buy cards. You can buy signed photographs. It doesn't. Everything's not super expensive. They have that there. Go there. Trust me right now. If you want to help the podcast out and you're sitting there and you're saying, man, I want to win one of those giveaways. Well, if you want to give away like this... I need you to go sign up over there. It helps the podcast out tremendously. Again, no money involved for us. But if we get enough signups, guys and girls, we can start giving this stuff away monthly with this type of quality. I need your help. Head over there, pristineauction.com. Use the promo code RUSH, R-U-S-H. Get $10 off your first order. And most importantly, help the podcast so we can help the community giving out more stuff. All right, you guys are the absolute best. Really want to say thank you. I can't wait. Uh, we'll be live right after the game ends right here on all of our, you know, Twitch, YouTube, uh, so everywhere. We'll be live. Really do appreciate you guys. And man, this is going to be this season. This season. It's got such a good feel to it. I, I, I can't think of the last time where it felt like this. Last year was similar, right? We felt really good about it last year and what the running back year and all those things. And it went south real quick. But man, you look at the way this roster is, it's different. We're not dependent on Jimmy for success. We want Jimmy for success. There's no doubt about it. We're not dependent on that anymore. And so, man, this is gonna be awesome. Can't wait. Man, it was so, so close. Love you guys, appreciate all the support, and as always, stay strong, and faithful.